Hello, and welcome back to That's Just What I Heard. My name is Drew Carpenter, and I am joined by my perfect, beautiful, lovely co-host. Brianna Collins, what a batch of undeserved compliments to open up the episode, Drew. I'm joined by my equally as stunning co-host today, and we are in August. Welcome. It feels like March part eight, um, but... It's somehow August and like the year is over halfway done. I don't know what's going on, but I'm here for it because hopefully that means we're one step closer to being normal again. Um, But until then, we're just going to get right into all the hot goss because this is truly what's getting me through the past few weeks. And for all 8,000 of y'all who are listening to us, just we're so happy you're here for the ride. Um, So I just want to just hop right into it. If that's cool with you guys. First on the deck is bachelorette has some some piping hot tea i don't know if anyone cares if anyone knows if anyone is aware of what's going on um but they currently had claire who was on juan pablo's season originally about like six or seven years ago i mean who even knows it feels like a blur now but that was claire crawley that was her first appearance in bachelor nation as the runner up. she was the runner up and she had an epic exit if you have not seen it you should youtube it it's worth all five minutes of it and then she had 18 more appearances on the bachelor franchise and has yet to find love she's a 38 i believe 38 year old female she's in her late 30s i'll say that and she was cast as the newest bachelorette which was supposed to start filming in march but obviously the rona happened so that did not get to go forward so they began doing filming in the past i would say 14 days ago they started filming after everyone self-quarantining in hotel rooms and apparently Claire Crawley is no longer agreeing to filming. She has locked herself in her room, as being told by some producers. And she has found the one her soul loves and she no longer wants to film, which is wild because they t- 12 days in Bachelor Nation means like they've gone on two dates so far. Right. Like it's it's. But that is the most Claire. Like when I heard that, I was like, that is not actually surprising <laughs> because Remember when Claire fell in love with Benoit and that happened mm-hmm. in 5.7 mm-hmm. seconds? And she's she gets very – I can't remember, like, all the other stints she had on Bachelor in Paradise. Correct. But she tends to be very serious, very su- quick. And at least it shows she's there for the right reasons, but it's also a little insane. Yeah. And – but, like, so perfect. So – and the guy's name is Dale, which I can't handle. I haven't looked him you up You should yet. look what him is up. He, what is, he is a f- – I'm going to look him up. Fine. Nice. Tall drink of water. I'll say that. And apparently he's an ex-NFL player. I don't know if he was big time, low time, middle time. But he's cute and he's ex-NFL. He's very cute. And he probably has money. And when they paused filming or the start of filming back in March, her men were already announced. So people all knew who they were. They knew who she was. And he slid into her DMs and they kind of started having banter. They started talking. And that kind of started the wheels turning. And so when she finally met him, that just, I guess it all clicked for her, which is, again, very on brand for Claire. And she has, does not want to film anymore. She sent all of the guys home within like the first three or so dates. Something crazy. Something not even real. Oh my gosh. It's also like 
couldn't you just keep them around so they can enjoy quarantine in a different spot than their house? Like, sucks for those guys that were like, oh, I finally get a little, you know, positive way to enjoy quarantine, and then they're all game. Well, not not, are they keeping? Not only that, these are the guys who came on so they can sell flat tummy tea, and now that's that's thwarted because they got to go home so early. So I feel bad for that part of it. But so the second part of the story is where it gets really good. So. Claire's done. She's over it. She's in love. She wants to marry this man after 12 days, which is just insane. So now the Bachelor producers are scrambling and they're freaking out. So what they are doing is they are calling back all the guys they dumped. Because we remember, or don't remember, they had an initial batch for Claire. They dumped them all and had a second batch for Claire for some odd reason they picked up all the guys they dumped the first batch oh my god they are bringing them all back and they are finishing the season in some way with Tasha. if anyone remembers Tasha, she was top four of colton which i didn't watch colton season but i watched her on bachelor in paradise when she was dating john paul jones yes so i yeah so Um, she's I say suspicious because I don't understand John Paul Jones, but um, I did not watch her on Colton's season, so I'm going to need you to give me what I did not get from seeing So, like, Bachelor. I didn't What's watch all of Colton's season, but I did watch the top four, because that's honestly, at that point, all that matters when you don't care about a lead. You just, like, watch the last few mm-hmm. and kind of see how it plays out. I watched the top four. She was very much into him. She's really cute, and he sent her home, broke her heart, and then she kind of... Th- thrived and flourished via instagram and being an influencer and mm-hmm. bachelor in paradise and she's great like i think she's a great personality i think people thought that she would be the next bachelorette but a lot of people also spoke about they probably would never do back-to-back black bachelorettes which is like a wild thing to say in america at this time but she's coming back and i think she'd be actually really great she's got a great personality she's really cute she's been divorced she got married really young oh yeah i think they only got divorced after like two or three years and that's like her that's her shtick that's her story which is fine (laughs) um but i think it could be interesting to see how that plays out and if they're gonna do like the caitlin was it brit britta what was her name caitlin and brit where they had like a half and half brit where they had people vote Mm -hmm. On who, which bachelorette they wanted. Oh, yeah. So for this, the question would be, oh, yeah, it's going to be crazy to see how they're going to pull this Correct. Together. It's going to be wild. I hope they show the beginning of Claire. Like, I hope they, they have to. They have to. You can't. At this point, yeah, they you have, you to. have to. It's made such waves because she's an older bachelorette. They have to at least air something. And they love the most dramatic season ever punchline. And they really can say it again for the 80th time in a row. So I think it should be interesting. Do you think... Do you think this is 100% like this spoiler is real or do you think there's any chance that we could see this season finish with Claire through and through? I think this has like an 83% validity. Yeah. I think I believe it, but I also yeah. think there's a good chance that they reel it in and figure something out. Um, but it was a confirmed on multiple, you know, conspiracy, I guess you could say sources. Reality Steve talked about it, which... Say what you say, want to say about him, but he has some good sources, and he usually is pretty close to the truth with what happens in that franchise. So I think it could happen. I'm excited. It's gotten me back interested <laughs> in Bachelor, uh, which I haven't watched. I didn't watch um, Hannah. No one did. So I, I, after Colton, I was like, or before Same. Colton, 
I was over. Who it. was before it was, Colton? I still watch Paradise because it's great. It was, was it Becca? Um, Becca. Which yeah, I couldn't even watch the end of it. Have you heard the rough. latest goss on Becca? Oh, yeah. oh my goodness gracious! That one I don't with her with Garrett. I mean, I got, Garrett. I was problematic from the jump. And with and so then, she, I did not know that she's a podcast with Rachel. Did you know that? No, not until this story broke about some problematic conversations she was having. Well, apparently this past week, Rachel has gone on like an interview spree calling Garrett a POS and that she would never want to talk to him. But she has a podcast with his fiance. So people are speculating that Becca and Garrett are going to break up again, if anyone cares. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently like they've been on the outs even before this stuff happened and then when all of his because do you remember when they first got engaged there were some things coming out about him and people yeah about his instagram yeah and him having some some controversial things he was saying so i think it kind of fits the narrative and i will be interested to see how it plays out well i'd have more respect for becca if they did i hope so i liked her a lot anywho enough bachelorette talk that's oh the only other thing is they have another bachelor set for right behind the bachelorette which is matt james which i didn't know he existed until he was announced did you no oh yeah i did i knew he existed because of tiktok i saw him on tiktok with just because of tyler's tiktok which all these are just always everywhere so it's not like i was actively following a lot of these people but they just popped up here and there so that's how i knew who he he's was, a black he's TikTok. a black uh bachelor which should be very cool because it's the first black bachelor ever in the history of bachelor Finally. franchise but Go we ahead. shall see my breath is not that held i really am so not invested in that franchise because it's just gone down the tubes but i thought that was worth noting yeah i'd like to watch the train wreck of claire's season though if this really all comes out so Something to look forward to. <laughs> I know. Some other disaster to look forward I to. Know. Um, but on to our true home, which is Bravo. Our one true love. Um, which you also have some hot gossip on what's going on with some Bravo shows. Yeah. That you're my number one news source today, too. I will never reveal my sources because if I get outed, I might get killed. That's not true, but it's just it's just all very hush-hush until it comes out. And then it's like, oh, God, that was true. Um, apparently, as of right now, Summer House is being filmed. It's a very special circumstance. They had some special quarantine, um, guidelines. And instead of them commuting back and forth to New York during the week, they're just going to be in the month, I mean, be in the house for a month straight. Um, so... That's amazing. That's the best news I've heard in a really, really long time. Summer House might be That's exactly what I want. I know. And... Lock them in a house. Let's do this. And there's a good chance that, um, Steven is coming back. Oh, my God. As well as Jacqueline. So, these are, like, some OG Summer House people. Pretty much everyone minus the workest ones. And Ashley. Interesting. This is so. Would Carl, Lindsay, Paige, Hannah, Kyle, Amanda, all everyone there? last season? I don't think Luke. I'm not sure. I haven't been confirmed about that. Oh, and the other. What was the girl? I literally already forgot her name. With the dark with the beautiful, hair. beautiful hair. Yeah. I don't know. I guess she's not Jules. Was it like Jules? Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one. But yeah, Jules. I don't. I don't think Jules is coming back. Okay. Well, I this is super good news for me. I'm 
dying know. to to believe that that's true. I, so I'm I I'm wait. full of the hot goss. If this is all true, you're welcome. If it's not, it doesn't really hurt anyone, I guess, because we have five listeners. Yeah, so mom's <laughs> the misleading information about a show you don't watch. Um, I'm excited about that, though, mm-hmm. and uh, it, there's something to look forward to, which yeah. is good. But this week was, we're finally actually on our trip to Rome and Beverly Hills. We're going to dive into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Continuation of the huge Denise Brandy drama that was kicked off finally. And I thought it was mm, chef's kiss like of an episode. I agree. I mean, it it delivered on every level. We had outfits. We had Dorit talking in Italian obnoxiously. We had, you know, Sutton forgetting her passport. We had all these like nice little tropes. And then we had a sit down dinner at the end that was incredible. So yeah, it was such a good episode. Starting from the top, it picks up with everyone arriving in Mm -hmm. Rome. Garcelle and Denise are a little behind the rest of the group. And then Sutton is behind them um, coming in the whole next day. And all the gossip that gets out at that point. So everyone that's already in Rome, which is the crew minus Sutton, Garcelle, and Denise, know about what was said by Brandy. And everyone's trying to figure out what they're going to do about mm-hmm. it. Um, it starts to get messy, I feel like, in those conversations. You know that, like, this is going – this is not going to be handled Correct. Well. And they do the whole, like – they kind of start with one person, like, where Teddy and Kyle kind of tell it to Lisa Renna. And right. if you tell it to Lisa Renna, you know it's going to get brought up in no less than right. five hours. Like, it's it's happening. It's it's going down. And they kind of get into it pretty quickly. Um, but they don't dive mm-hmm. deep, which I kind of appreciate it. They kind of, like, hinted towards yeah. it. They said some things are being said, but they never really go into detail. So now the group knows something's a buzz, something's about to happen. But they still get to enjoy their first night. They kind of like play dumb. They kind of are just going through the motions of it's a girl's trip. We're here to have fun, which was great. It it kind of made it like a nice ramp. And we just slowly started to build up to the end, which is much appreciated in the storytelling sense. Right, that's where I really enjoyed the episode is that it had a great arc to it. It it just felt really well mm-hmm. done. It was – and the pace was really nice. And you kind of had the inevitable looming the whole episode, which made it even more exciting. Yep. Um, and then you had those awkward moments like Teddy and Denise at Fendi, I believe it was at the yeah. time, and D- Teddy kind of like ignoring Denise and – and I, I will say this like a hundred. I know everyone said this a hundred times, and I'll say it a hundred and one times. Teddy is just not meant for. She show. really isn't. I think she would be great to hang out with in real life. Actually, probably not because I don't work out, so that would be a problem. <laughs> but I feel like she's probably an actually like legit good person. For sure, for sure. This is not no. her home. This is not for. She's her. been strung along. She's stringing us along, honestly, for way too long. Like yeah. one season should have been enough. And there were so many housewives who had like a one season like pass through and that should have been her. I think she's just sticking around because she's so tight with Kyle and Kyle has pool. And so she now that Vanderpump is gone. Yes. She has all the pool. So it's her friend, which it's just painful to watch her because she doesn't bring much to the group and every other person is so dynamic in whatever they bring. She's just so one note and it's fine. Anywho, she's a part of the group still somehow. And as the show moves on, like you mentioned, the outfits were great. Like 
So good. Dorit and Erica are like out runwaying each other, which is what they were meant to do. It's it's just entertaining to watch the glam and like Dorit talking about it's just a casual dinner. We're going to be so chill. It's like I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans. White shirt. White shirt and jeans. And she comes with a full like pearl embezzlement like all over his her face. And it's just it's extra. Um, But we'll just go ahead and skip to their dinner, which they're all finally together. Sutton's there, Garcelle and Denise, and they're all sitting down and Teddy is having this anxiety moment and she's really freaking out and just has to get it off of her chest. And she starts off by truly venting, which I feel like is warranted about how Denise has said some pretty mean things about Teddy being under her dad's wing and just not being a good person. Well, she starts... But, but that moment is her for the first time having a confrontation with Denise yes. that, like, there was some third party that told them that Denise was talking about them. Correct. So it was her for the first time kind of publicly acknowledging, hey, we've heard that you've been talking about us, and now we're going to address Correct. it. Correct. So she starts there, and I thought that was good. Um, and then she just started poking and kind of hinting towards and probably just, like, unleashes the dam and just says, I heard this from Brandy Glanville, and I also heard that you guys had sex, which is just... It builds up. It builds up to the reason I'm pushing back on this, because the the timing of that dinner was so good, and you could see in Kyle's face, I don't think Kyle... Teddy went rogue on it. (laughs) Because I think Kyle was not planning for, did not think that was going to happen That's during true. that dinner. And everyone's faces looked shocked. Garcelle was trying to kind of ease the situation along. And Denise was denying all of like the shit talking and was like, no, I did not. I'm not friends with her. And Teddy kept kind of pushing and pushing. And then she said, she said other stuff and I'm not going to tell you or whatever. And Garcelle was like, just say it. What is it? And she goes, I'm not going to say it. It's really bad, Garcelle. And everyone was like, what? You know, what are, what could it even possibly be? Everyone's kind of like pushing. Teddy's like, I'm not going to do it. And then finally, Teddy goes, I'm not going to torture you anymore, Denise. She said that y'all have sex. <laughs> In such a dramatic, and she looks like she's about to cry, which I'm sure that was a really stressful situation, but it was just so classic Teddy and annoying. And I actually think the one of the most insightful things that came from that dinner was somebody I can't remember who said that her bringing that up was really more of her being angry that that was coming out of anger at her being hurt that Denise talked badly about yeah. her and so it came out from kind of like a bad intention yeah. place which I agree completely. With that. However, I still feel like I believe 100% Denise is a really bad actress in this moment and she keeps denying in the way that makes you feel like you're lying dude like just just say like yeah we had a friendship yeah we were close last year or yes whatever don't just say you don't know the girl don't say that you guys like aren't cool (laughs) like that and they are which Bravo has the shadiest editors yes and they're throwing up pictures with like dates on them and they're throwing up podcast and like all the times they were together they said five days ago at bravo con denise said something nice about brandy so the editors were being shady and then the craziest part was at the end 
Denise was basically like, you're not going to air this, bravo, bravo, which is apparently what you can say in the past when they didn't want the fourth wall to be broken, so they would stop filming. But we're living in 2020, and honey, we show But not only was it not to break the fourth wall, back then, which I watched, watched like, the after show they put on YouTube and stuff, so they talk about all of this stuff, and Kyle says... They used to say that back in the day, back in, like, season one, season two of Housewives, that's before, like, glam was a thing, and, like, they didn't want the cameras to catch them doing their makeup and, like, touching up in between takes, so they would say, like, bravo, bravo, hey, Andy Cohen, how's it going, watch what happens live, like, they would say it directly so they couldn't air it, because, like, you can't do that for some reason but it was mm-hmm. truly out of like vanity there's nothing really like juicy about it deep about and so it. it's kind yeah. of like folklore throughout the housewives it's like oh that used to happen but no one does it unless it's like extreme but even still you can't control what they're gonna air what they're not gonna air and so for denise to to do it not only that time she did it another time earlier in the season which i did not know yeah, they showed they finally sh- they finally showed that clip which they had used in the season trailer Correct. and we were all kind of like what that dinner happened and we didn't see that scene and they were so perfectly saving it for this moment to basically build like a case around Denise yeah so that was which wild presented it in such a different way for them all to basically be like which I think to be fair I think all of that is probably more of why they were attacking her so much about the kids thing, which I still am on Team Denise for that past argument Same. earlier in the Same. season. But I think the other women had hostility because she was treating this like it was one of her – it was just shooting another film and not that this was reality TV, which we've been talking and about. And did you see, like, someone leaked, like, contract numbers or something? And that Denise is one of the highest paid not, – not one of – she is the highest paid Beverly Hills housewife. I don't know if it's – all of Bravo. She has a $4 million contract, which is insane, Goodness. which is insane. So knowing that she has signed on to a show where she's agreeing to divulge personal information, share her life, the good and the bad. And there's perks that come with the good, but like there's bad and you have to just be a part of the ride and you can't control what they say, what they air. So for her to kind of pull back, I do understand why the women are a little like WTF because they've all been through the entire roller coaster of the good and the bad being exposed things that they don't want to talk about. Like yes. there's some really icky personal things. Kyle's family stuff Everything. And all of their, everyone, everyone. Everyone has things that like, I'm sure they would pay a lot of money to not be to not air and that is literally part of the job like there's some good stuff there's some bad stuff and for Denise Denise to try to control that and to say I don't right. want this to be a part that's not part of the job like I'm sorry like you can't you can't do that so I understand in that regard why the women are just like what is going on like why are you even here on this trip why are you with us because that's part that's part of it you're constantly trying to control production and what's being presented and to lisa rinna's point this was not how she was in her first season correct she was a lot more fast and loose and open and it was she was super down to earth right this season she feels like she's playing a scared game Mm -hmm. which is weird i guess she saw last season and saw how open she was and open any kind of feedback she got i'm sure she took it and ran with it i understand her being protective but again that's the game honey like that is just what's what comes with it and you're not the first housewife like there's been hundreds before you they've you've seen them all go through it you cannot act like this is like you're gonna change the game and you're gonna be some maven who's gonna like outsmart the network it's just not 
real. So I do, I do, I do agree though with kind of Sutton's take on it weirdly where, and I watch trying to watch what happens live where her whole stance is kind of like, I don't know who I believe I like or don't believe, but that's not my business. That's between the people involved and it's not for us to bring up. And I respected that from her. I feel the same I agree. way. I completely agree with that. You don't mess with people's marriage. You don't speculate. You just don't talk about it. I agree. But this is reality TV, and I'm glad they're doing I it agree. for us to watch. But I agreed with Sutton's kind of stance. And also, Dorit, other, other than her periodic kind of Dorit-isms, is having a really good season. Also. She's had a couple. She's, she's had really a couple well. back-to-back good seasons. Because at first, you know, I was the number one Dorit. You hated her, and hate I loved her. her. Hate her. I mean... I think she grew. She's watched herself on the show. She's heard of yeah, them. And exactly. she's taken it and ran it in a really productive way. And she's still her quirky self, but it's much more palatable. And she kind of understands right. the flow of the show and how she has to fit into the group. And I love it. And I wish I could have seen that earlier, but I'm finally on board with it. I think she's having a great season. I think Rena's, you know, same great. I will say it, this is a hot take. I think it'll be interesting to not have Kyle on the show um, in the future. I personally would be, I think I'd be okay with that. I think it's, yeah. I can't imagine, like, it would be, and I also, I also, I go back and forth a lot with Erica. She had a killer first mm-hmm. season, and then it just kind of has been a roller co- coaster. I sometimes feel like I could take her or leave her. Obsessed with Garcelle. I love the energy she's yeah. bringing. But all of that to say, we kind of need this little mixture right now for the particular type of drama. I think it's working really well I agree. together this I season. Agree. And the, it, it's, I'm, I'm happy with every single person that's there this season. And I'm just interested to see how it all I think it's it, it was a great I think episode, it's the though. first time in a long time that how Beverly Hills has been worth watching. It's taken a, a long time for them to finally find a good mix. And I think you're right. They found it. So I think Rome part two will be very interesting. I think it'll be great. I Oh, my God. All I know. And they like even Bravo posted it on their Instagram. Like when the girls take a trip, like everyone just buckle up because the trips that the housewives take are that is when the show is gold. Like when they have nothing tying them back to reality. They have no husbands, no kids. It's just them trapped on an island, trapped in a different country, just dealing with their drama. It's the best. Can't wait for next week. Same. I'm scared she's going to leave, though, or... It's coming. We all know yeah. it's coming. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I'm glad they paced it the way they did. I hope the rest of the season stays exciting like it is now um and i think also the reason that we've been harder on beverly hills in past years is because it was one of the craziest Mm -hmm. seasons or uh franchises for so Mm -hmm. long and so the heightened drama that it came out the gate with in those early seasons made it even more you know depressing when it got kind of slow because it was like we know what beverly hills can be Mm -hmm. like and it is not delivering. So, again, I think the chemistry of the cast this year, the drama that's been thrown in, it's a good yeah. season. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So, moving on. In other Bravo news, something that makes both of us so excited. We both are so here for this. Today is finally the day that we've all been waiting for. Real Housewives of Potomac is back. Tune A. I think it's airing literally right now as a recording. So, I'm going to watch it this week and we'll have some takes on it on our next episode. But... 
This is the franchise that everyone sleeps on. People do not understand how good it is. People don't give it enough of a shot. And when they do finally give it a shot, they're obsessed. obsessed. It is some of the best TV on Bravo, hands down, bar none. I'm so excited. I've had this date marked on my calendar. It's such a... Ever since they pushed it, because I think they were going to launch a little, or they were going to have the, you know, a little earlier, Mm -hmm. and then they moved Mm -hmm. it. And now we're, again, glad with that pacing, so we have something to live for right now that's new and fresh. I cannot wait. It's going to be such a good season. As everyone, as always, show is crazy. As always, every season, truly every season, we have more Michael Darby drama, which... I don't know if the show would exist without Michael Darby doing something just so heinous on his wife. So that's going to be a huge plot line as always. But there's one or two. One. I think there's one. One new one. Maybe two actually. I think it's one. At least one. Maybe like a friend. But one. I think Sharice is again back as a friend. Um, But the feud between uh monique and candace is hotter than ever i think they are like to this day enemies i think it's still rife i think it got physical and someone got in trouble legally i can't remember who and i didn't want to look it up because i want to be surprised by this journey but there is some serious rivalries in that that franchise and the other thing is it's so funny watching beverly hills where their big drama is that denise said she just like that erica was a cold-hearted bitch or that she like didn't, or that they. She didn't like Kyle very, or whoever very much, and it, and that uh, Teddy was living in her father's shadow. And then you watch a show <laughs> like Potomac and Real Houses of New York is also like this, where they will say the and Atlanta yes. too, where they'll say the most vicious things to the person and then move on. With they're their they're on like, to the next problem, which to the to other right. franchises that would be a four week situation potomac have moved so quick they have so much the dynamic they're quick they are just i love it i like i don't know how to describe like how much i love that franchise it's one of my favorite it's such a nice energy it's so different than the other franchises but it's still so enjoyable so yeah i would highly recommend it's a great time to start from the beginning even and just get caught up and then enjoy the new season Honestly, I when I started Potomac, I think I started in a random season and I still enjoyed it not knowing what was going on and then I went back and watched it from the beginning. So, it's a it's a franchise where you really could kind of jump in it. You really could. And just enjoy the ride and go back and get the history. So, highly recommended. They, they still feel new even though this is what they're Fifth season, fourth, fifth season. I'm not sure, but they still feel new. I but they have it's still But fresh. they still have a good amount under their belt. Um it's an easy watch. I recommend it. I think it's a great, great time. Um, so just gear up. Just know that we're coming in hot with a lot of takes with Potomac coming in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah. It's great. And and I'm excited. New York was pretty good this week. Real House of New York. Drew still doesn't watch it. So I get nope. my talk to myself for a yep. second. For anyone that watched it, th- it was a good week because they were in Mexico. And again, the vacations are always great. We did have some of the packing tropes and a few of the Ramona singer being horrible to the staff moments. Um, but it was enjoyable to watch them. I got to say, the thing about New York for me is that the women are also super dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so kind of no matter what kind of crazy thing they're doing, I like watching New York because they're just very interesting, multifaceted 
crazy people and it's enjoy not and that's I don't want to use the word crazy people because what happened in this episode was that Ramona basically exploited the fact that Leah had a bipolar diagnosis in the past and that was kind of the big um, central argument that got or kind of conflict that got bigger is Ramona just kind of saying stuff out of the side of her mouth that wasn't completely true and and blaming um, mental illness or some of her conflict with Leah and it just got really out of hand so she got a lot of blowback online for that episode and she did actually apologize which Ramona they call her the apologizer <laughs> um, so definitely was on brand for her there but Sonia seemed to be losing her mind a little bit she said she was not drinking but then was ordering rosé and coca-cola so that was a new one for Ew. us um, very strange. Luann did some charity work early in the episode with women who had gotten out of prison. And I got to say, usually in the past seasons, Luann has looked like a total asshole in those situations. But there was something a little endearing about her during that. And um, I don't know. She's up and down like she mm-hmm. always is. They all kind of – they're just such characters that stay kind of evolving but also stay exactly the same. And – um, it's a fun journey to watch. I think there was a lot of uh, tweets going on that night for people asking Bethany to come back <laughs> and they had a few clips of her and I miss her so much on my screen. I, she's someone I love watching. I too, did but. see what she tweeted that she's not <sighs> coming back emphatically. So I did see that coming through my feed, but I respect them. My question to you, how long do you think that these women are going to be on this franchise? Because they've been in it for a Until while. Seventy-eight. You think? Until they are seventy-eight. You think years they old. love it that much? Oh yeah, there's no taking those <laughs> biddies out of that season. I mean, out of the show. Like they're they're in it for the long haul. We will have, and and it's kind of enjoyable watching. I love that they're all a little older other than Leah, which is fun because she brings a nice fresh thing. They're all single, which is wild. It's And that's something that New York brings that the other ones don't is that literally the entire cast is single. Ironically, not one of them is. But I feel like there was a, I feel like most franchises at some point, they go through that where like at some point, a good chunk of the women are single, which is ironic because the show is really called Housewives and there's always a good chunk of each cast that are just single, which I think is very funny because it's just the most Bravo thing ever. Oh, of course. So it's, it's fun. It's kind of fun when they're single. Cause there's more, you know, there's more variables that are thrown into the equation. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm excited to watch next week when there's another, you know, Mexico episode. And so they're, they're a hot mess. Half of them are problematic in their own way, but it's enjoyable to watch. It's like grabbing a bag of potato chips and knowing it's going to taste love great. That. And I love that feeling. And yeah. I great. love that. Yeah. It's great. Um, so, yeah. And we also wrapped up on Shaws of Sunset this past week. Which we're not going to give too much time just for obvious reasons. But I think it is special to note that we need to talk about just the almost like the mediation that happened between Reza and MJ and Andy was really smart to just let everyone else exit the screen. Everyone kind of said their piece. Yeah. He's like, y'all, thank you so much for being here, but I'm going to have Mike, which is, again, the craziest thing to say if you've watched Shaw's from the beginning. He's a great mediator, and he's very good at holding them both to the fire and like keeping them both honest and being very frank with them. Um, so he was a great person to have in the middle between. So it was 
MJ, Reza, and Mike, and then Andy, obviously. And he kind of wanted them to just like air it out. And they did. They kind of screamed, they hashed it out, and they very much just let out a lot of the things they've been holding back out. And I really did enjoy Mike being there because he definitely like kept them both honest and was like looking at them both and being like, you guys need to be honest and be here and be present. It broke my heart, though, because at the end, it did not feel at the end of the the reunion portion ish. It didn't seem like there was much resolution, which I was like, that's really no, there was no I was like, this is unfortunate. Like they just screamed and cried for no reason. And it was just sad to watch because like they've said a hundred times, they have a 30 year friendship and they've been friends for so long. And this goes much deeper than just a reality show. And like their families are involved in that culture. That's a big deal to have your life and your private life just being blasted across the world. So to see them not come to a middle ground was weird because these are fully grown adults. They're like in their late 40s at this point. Oh, yeah. They're in their late 40s. I looked up their ages today. Um, I think... MJ's 47 and, and Rez is 48, which is yeah. wild. Um, but yeah, and, and then... So then it cu- Yeah, then it cuts to... So nice of Yeah, Rob. thank God. They cut to like, a, is it four weeks later or something like that? Yeah, four weeks later. And they cut to Reza at home, which was just like so cool to see like a Bravo camera crew in someone's house because I just have not seen that in so long. But it was in Reza's house and MJ was walking... Toya, I believe, and they were preparing to do like a phone call and they had just like a honest moment together with no one around them and they seem to have at some level come to a place that they can agree to move past yeah, what they went through and hopefully rebuild their friendship, which is hopeful, but it's just... I, I don't know how you move past some of the things that they both said to each other. Well, I think that I what I was thinking when I was watching that episode is that they're just the same person. They're both exactly the same. They're both probably narcissists and they both have been through very similar things in life and they just are so similar. And so their highs are high and the lows are devastating. Mm-hmm. And so... I kind of always knew they'd come back together because they their personalities haven't changed in 30 years. So they've been through this yep. before. It got way worse and darker and public this past season than I feel like it ever had. And again, I think I felt like Reza was really not taking accountability. And what he was accusing MJ of were just so much more mild than what he did to her. And... I felt like they were just not communicating right. But again, I think it's because they're just very similar. And I think they could come to a consensus at the end to just move forward. And it was nice that they had that extra four weeks later footage to just kind of wrap the season up with a bow. But I don't know if we're going to have another Shaws. I don't know what the future of Shaws look like, looks like. I will say, I do still like watching them. Me too. I do. Me too. I enjoy it. Still. I love it. It's one of my favorite bravo shows it brings something different to the table i feel like i get a lesson in culture i feel like their deep friendship and their history makes their dynamics so interesting yeah so i love it for many reasons i will never give up on it that is like i will die on a hill for that one but i'm glad it's over like we have 
thank goodness they brought a reunion because the way they ended the season, like you needed some sort of closure. So I feel like us as viewers, yeah. we have a version of closure and I'm happy about it. And now we can move forward and just hope for the best for all of them, everyone involved and hopeful that Mike gets engaged slash married soon. Cause I'm so yeah. happy for him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Another thing I will say, too, from this past week that came out was that they're filming Beverly Hills the next season. So They are? I didn't know um, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are because I think Sutton and Garcelle had dinner and it was filmed or had lunch or something and it was filmed. I don't know. I think that they are filming Beverly Hills. So, Good. And maybe I'm making that up, but I think I heard somewhere, which would be great. I feel like everyone's really getting their act together to figure out how to do this during quarantine. And it feels a little risky to me, but as a viewer, I'm happy. <laughs> as a community, I really want to make sure they're taking precautions, Same. and I hope they are. We haven't heard any drama of anyone other than Shannon Bedore getting COVID in the Bravo world. So sounds like everything's good so far. Looking forward to what they're going to pull out. And um, that basically wraps up kind of our Bravo for the yeah. week. We wanted to kind of keep bringing out some of these netflix shows that we've all been watching during quarantine yep. uh in addition to our bravo favorites and the past week i went down the rabbit hole and watched the entire season of indian matchmaking based on recommendations from a lot of people including Drew. it was great and i will say this i don't think i've told you this factoid either um but indian matchmaking has a very uh interesting twist for me because one of the contestants on the this show contestant participants whatever you want to call her has a tie to my husband's previous marriage he she's one of <laughs> my husband's what ex-wife's best friends so it was really weird the one in houston yeah. Apar- uh, aparna oh my who was a very polarizing character yes person we'll get to it so 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 going into this is so going into that show i was like oh i don't know if i can watch this this is gonna be weird but i'm glad i did because entirely this show was a great great watch and i'm glad i did but that was a really interesting little little factoid for all five of our viewers to know that um but yeah so the show is oh my gosh no one can see your me right jaw. Now, my mouth is literally still open on the ground. I did not know that, and I can. It's crazy because Houston is such a the small tiniest. World, so of course, of course, right? You there has to be a connection. So, and I did want to say also, I tried to do some educating for myself and some reading around watching it because I think there were a lot of opinions that different people had about the show, and I think there were a few people that came from the same culture, some Indian women that spoke out about how it did kind of glaze over some of the darker, more difficult elements of matchmaking that happens in that culture and that um, it's important to note that it often treats women as an object in that process. That process often treats women as an object. And um, it also has a lot of um, elements of classism and privilege and um, colorism really, there's really, a ton of things yeah. like it's there's a lot but it's a cultural thing which is i think it's important for other people to be aware of and to learn and to just know because i don't think a lot of people even think twice about certain things in that culture um so the show follows an indian matchmaker and she is from mumbai, from mumbai. as she announced every, every time she, time she walks to a, a room that is her that's her interesting fact that's her party trick is that she's from mumbai which is 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's the cutest little lady ever, and she's essentially being tasked either by the family or of the participant to set them up. They have tried to do love the traditional Western American way of just like finding someone, falling in love, and at some point, a love marriage. They have, yeah, yeah they call that a love marriage, which is really cute and they have failed in that arena and so they're asking someone to essentially arrange them but arrange them in a way that they are being set up like a almost tinder but they're looking for a love marriage in the middle of an arrangement which is kind of interesting i didn't know that it worked that way i thought you just got passed off to someone and you didn't have a say but this show made it seem as if everyone had a say that's right yeah, this one they did in a way which was nice. And there was a lot that went into it. A lot of evaluating and a lot of requirements and a lot of... They even had an astrologer, which I was, of course, really into, that came and looked at all their mm-hmm. charts. They looked at... They talked to their different families. And so it was really in-depth. Um, and it was interesting because... I was watching it and I was thinking, if I were still single, I really would trust my mom's judgment of picking someone for me. But like some of those people, it was like their families like really did have good intentions and were really helpful and was really positive. But then it also kind of had a clear, there were a few dynamics that were really rough to watch. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because Aparna came off in a really polarizing yeah. way, like I mentioned, because she had a really negative kind of aggressive, um, aggressive about, I don't know. She she definitely was kind of like a Debbie Downer a lot mm-hmm. of the time. I don't know another way to describe it about the process. She did loosen up a little bit in the middle of it, but it was kind of like awkward to it was, watch her. No, it was hard because I am yeah. 100% behind like, knowing what you want, being sure of yourself, being confident, having like certain goals, certain things that you are just like very sure about in your life. But at a certain point, you have to understand in life with work, with friendship, with family, you have to give, you have to compromise. You you are not always going to get your way. And it was almost like watching a toddler being like so picky that she couldn't even be bothered with the smallest, smallest facts about some people. And so it was tough to watch them like, that makes sense why this person at this stage in life, very successful, has all of the check marks, you know, checked on her boxes. Just like her personality just was not meshing. And it was so interesting to see her go on a date with someone. She kind of had a great time with him. It was like the first guy on the show that she enjoyed. And he on the other hand was like, she was fine, but she was really negative. And then he goes on the date with one of the other contestants. They did not know that it happened. Nadia, who we love. Who we love. And they had a great time. So just perspective, having an open, positive right. attitude really can get you far in any culture, in any part of the world. Um, but it was great. I, I Like, I loved almost every single one of so the contestants. Like, I thought it was adorable. Sadly, I did some research. I don't think anyone had a successful outcome of the show outside of the marriage at the very end. But... No, no, those people. So this is the sad thing, too. I was really sad because I thought, okay, some of these couples, like their premise is so hardcore. I bet at least some of these couples are still together yep. after the show. And not one not of them. One. There was the guy who was also a problem in that 
he was super picky Ugh. and his family finally matches him with this like beautiful adorable who has like an MBA and like it was awkward and they were very quiet but it was like okay if this is what you're looking for this seems like a good match and apparently he pulled out like the night before the wedding in real life I did not know that Yes. What was his name? Spoiler alert for anyone. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, don't say wait, that. that. It was the last guy. Whatever his name is. I, I, I can't remember him, but the young the young one. So that drama. And I watched it and I thought, you know what? They're probably going to be together. Oh, and they left us with a cliffhanger of the guy from Austin. Mm-hmm opening up the story about like his father being in jail for attempted murder like it was wild which (laughs) actually he's still single too i found out and um yeah so i felt like it really positioned itself to have a next i thought it was great but i haven't heard anything about them recording or filming anything me either but I, i thought it just brought a nice flavor it was it, I used to watch Millionaire Matchmaker, even though that was garbage and Patty Singer's horrible. She's and awful. I cannot believe I used to watch She's that. She's awful. But it, there's something entertaining about like that premise, yep. and I think this show did a great job of bringing something different and delivering entertainment. In I recommend episode. it. Even Highly if recommend. you think you're not going to enjoy it, give it a go. I think anyone who watches it will find something charming about the show, so I say give it a go. It was great. I loved it. I want it's beyond forever i think seema from mumbai should just be on netflix forever i don't know i loved it um but moving on another netflix show that i think needs to be noted is something that <laughs> we're all watching shamefully i don't know how you feel about it it's the most broy show on netflix right now but it's adorable because it has zach efron it's down to earth with zach efron and it's him traveling the globe with his guru health guru friend and they're <laughs> solving world's problems one week at a time and it was just it was fine it was like a show i put on the background when i was like doing dishes like it wasn't something that like captivated me but i learned some things but it's it seemed just like watching a bunch of frat bros just being fratty and going on like a long spring break trip to me yeah i really enjoyed the aesthetics of it like it was such a nice visual escape to see these other countries and i liked that it was kind of like a nudge to think about sustainability and i thought the message was really good and it was just like a nice escape from other shows to see such beautiful scenery of these other countries. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. And it kind of put me on a rabbit hole of more like trying to find more travel shows or international shows. And so I think I've just been hungry for anything that's like not America right now. I agree. Um, so I enjoyed that. He was super endearing. He, yeah, he came off a little, you know, like, very endearing, very sweet, but not a ton maybe going on nope. up there. Um, but honestly... It was enjoyable, yeah, though. I did appreciate him being honest and being, like, frank that he's kind of over the Hollywood lifestyle, which I think we've all kind of seen him just evaporate. And mm-hmm. it's fine. I think it works for him. I think it suits him. He's, like, super outdoorsy. Him and his brother, like, go skiing and go mountain climbing. And, like, he's just, like, a hot outdoorsy guy. So... I support him. I think it was an easy watch. I would not say go out of your way to watch it unless you just want something pleasing to watch, like you said. But it was fine. I, I, I would give it a solid 6 out of 10. I would say I would give it a 6.8. Yeah. It's, it's right there yeah. in the middle. But for 
for the right moment, like for while you're making dinner or while you're eating dinner or something, it's the perfect show. And also, I did get really into mineral water from watching that. So that's been a fun thing to have. I need it. We need a whole episode about that. So I will. Yeah. We'll have a mineral water episode in the I future. agree. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we're going to keep talking about Netflix shows. There's a bunch going on there. We do want to mention another exciting premiere coming soon is the next season of Selling Sunset is... It's tomorrow. Is it coming Literally out Literally tomorrow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we're so excited. We'll probably do... Next time we chat, we'll probably do a deeper dive of that first episode. Or is it all released at it's once? It's all released at once. Oh, praise be. Something positive <laughs> is coming. Okay. Great. Great. I'm excited that, that that will be happening. Okay. I'm interested to see Chriselle's marriage dissolve, sadly. And just see where they're all at and get some... And Heather and... Heather and Tarek got engaged last week. And they are very, like, insta-thirsty. Because all week long, they've been, like, teasing little pieces of their engagement story. Which is highly annoying. All we care about is the ring. But I will tell you, when she finally unveiled that ring on her finger... I, there was literally drool coming out of my mouth because my jaw was agape. I cannot believe the ring that... This man who sells houses on HGTV, flips houses, whatever you want to call it, he yeah. bought her the most obscene ring you've ever seen in your entire... Imagine every... Eight carats. Eight it's carats. an eight carat emerald diamond. She must have tiny hands or that rock is the size of an actual candle because it's huge. Like it's a, It looks like there's a candle on top of her hand. Like it's obscene. It's an ice skating rink. I cannot believe it. So that won't be in this season, but I'm sure this show is going to be picked up for 20 more seasons. Well, and we'll definitely get parts of their, like a little more deeper in their dating and stuff. So, um, and also again, visually, it's such a nice escape to get to see the houses. So I'm looking forward to it coming out. And uh, yeah, we got some good. I also have an honorable mention, which I think needs to be noted. On Friday, Beyonce released a visual album. Oh, of course. And it's called Black is King. It's her visual album of the album she made for The Lion King, the live action Disney movie. And if you have not watched it, I am tasking everyone listening, everyone who hears my voice, to watch it. It is so good. I don't even know how to describe how amazing it is. Apparently... This was not Disney-backed. This was Beyonce-backed. This was 100% her money. She did this whole entire project. And it shows because there's an obscene amount of just cool shots and clothing. And you could pause the show or you could pause the the album, I guess you call it, at any second and take a screenshot and hang it and hang on your house. Like, it is just aesthetically pleasing. It's beautifully done. Beyonce is just the most hideous creature ever. I mean, it's, like, hard to watch her for an hour and a half. Like, (laughs) we all feel really bad for her. Just, I cannot say enough good things about it. I'm the biggest Beyonce fan. I think she's one of the greatest of all time. And I feel lucky to be in her presence. And I feel lucky that she was my babysitter when I was younger. I feel, like privileged to know that like she is a part of my being as well as everyone else so i just i loved it i haven't watched it yet but i'm going to jake has google plus so it's not i don't have the info for his account and i've never watched anything on google plus or i keep calling it google plus on which is rip and old social network (laughs) yes 
it shows how much I've been working lately that that's where my yes. head is at. Super depressing. Disney Plus. I have not watched anything on Disney Plus yet because I don't understand how to work it. So it's going to be figured out. I talked to Jake about it. He's ready to help walk me through that journey for the first time for the sake of Beyonce. So it will also be on my list for the next it's week. I cannot so wait to watch it. I want to sit down. I want to turn the lights off. I want to have it on the big screen. And I want to just completely escape and enjoy. It's amazing. Have you been to a Beyonce concert? Yeah. It, it feels course. like that, but very artistic. It feels very artsy. It feels. Right. And also, this is one thing that I told my husband, which is the thing that we talk about often. Just, just that's how it happens. She makes it feel very cool, makes you feel proud to be black, which is something that does not happen in a lot of black people's lives. Like, it does not feel cool to be black, like, 99% of the time. Like, it usually feels pretty shitty. It feels awful. It feels like everyone hates you. It feels like it's, like, shamed. She makes it feel like you are on top of the world. She makes it feel like your culture is finally being seen and being celebrated and it's just the coolest feeling to feel like someone gets you and someone is broadly broadcasting to the world that your culture matters which is so important to me and I could preach about that for a million years but I think it's important for everyone to watch it and learn and just be wowed by how amazing she is and so on that note of Beyonce just being amazing we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this week with our best week for this week which is our time to just really wrap it up and tie it in to just who is doing the best and who's doing the worst. So Brianna, please tell me who you think is having the best week. I think we are because Potomac is coming out today. <laughs> I was literally going to say the exact same thing. I imagine. literally think it's such a exciting thing. I'm really happy about it. And I feel like the Bravo watchers are having the best week getting to experience Potomac tonight um and we had a great great batch of episodes this past week and Andy Cohen is still like plugging along every night getting that watch what happens live up like I'm just happy with them um yeah so I would say I'm looking forward to it I mean every other area of my life is in shambles but as far as Bravo goes (laughs) it's giving me the best week ever you yeah I would I would agree Potomac I was gonna say Potomac is having the best week because Whenever they're on my screen, I feel at ease. I feel like I'm eating apple pie with ice cream on the side. It's just perfect. There's nothing better than watching Potomac on a Sunday. So everyone just give a round of applause for I hope this season delivers, man. It, it, it should, but I'm like, okay, if they pull some sort of shit on us, I'm going to be pissed. But-, but think about it. Robin's going to be filmed being engaged. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So we'll do like, a recap. There's yeah, so it's much. It's going to be great. You're right. I'm excited to see the first episode. Uh, and yeah, we'll do a recap there. Worst week, though, I would say, I'm just going to say Denise. I feel like she's probably struggling, no matter if this is true or not true. But either way, it puts her in a horrible position. And so I can only imagine what this week has been like personally for her. It's probably sucked. So that's who I'm going to mm-hmm. give my worst week for. My worst week will probably have to be, which is going to sound weird, but it's going to be Shaw's only because (laughs) not only did their season officially end, it feels like it's ending of an era. It feels like people will not be as fanatical behind Reza or MJ or really anyone on that show. And I don't know where it's going to go. So it makes me sad. I think this could be the last of a great era of some really entertaining TV. So worst week is Shaw's. I hope they recover. I doubt they will. But if they do... 
we'll be happy to see it. And last but not least, I'd like to wrap up with what's the one thing keeping us sane this week. For me, it's been international, like, British architecture shows. So I've been watching on Netflix a show called Grand Designs and a show called The World's Most Extraordinary Homes. And it is both soothing and beautiful and... I'm obsessed. So recommend those two shows. It's been a fun little new thing to throw in the mix, and it's keeping me relaxed and happy. What about you? That was such like a poignant answer. I'm really impressed with that answer. That's amazing. Um, what has been keeping me sane this week is calligraphy. I (laughs) am (laughs) dabbling in calligraphy. My husband for our anniversary. Uh, gifted me for our paper anniversary with like a calligraphy class, like a private class so we can write our vows. And it was so fun that I've been doing it every day and just kind of like practicing and it's really therapeutic and it's fun and it's pretty and I like it a lot and I feel classy AF when I do it. So hopefully that can be something that I can add to my long list of hobbies. I know. I love that for me each week, it's just another TV show or other form of (laughs) entertainment. And for you, it's like developing some sort of incredible skill that is completing (laughs) your list as the next, you know, Real Housewife for Houston. I I hope so. I Um, hope so. But we're excited about what's happening this week with some launches. We're looking forward to catching up on it after we've gotten to watch it. And for now, that's just what I heard. See you later.